You're listening to the Getting Swamped Podcast. Your number one podcast for Florida Gator football. Scared money don't make money. All right, folks, welcome to another episode of Getting Swamped, and happy Mother's Day out there to all you mothers out there, especially the ones rocking the orange and blue, and man, what a weekend it was for the Florida Gators football team. But first, let me start off by giving a shout-out to Dewan Black, you know, a Gator who had to go through so many obstacles and hurdles out there to get here at the University of Florida. Just yesterday was his one-year anniversary on May the 7th of actually enrolling here, finally, at the University of Florida. So happy DeWan Black Day out there for you folks. And, and that's not the only thing that we celebrated on DeWan Black Day. We also celebrated with a few big-time commitments in this class, and that's where we will kick it off on the first part of the Getting Swamped podcast. Now, on the second part of Getting Swamped, you'll hear from an up-and-coming wide receiver who's poised to make a splash here in the wide receiver room this year. And a very interesting interview I had with Dejon Reynolds, you know, getting to know him a little bit off the field and getting to know more about the positive changes that Napier and staff has brought here at the University of Florida. So stay tuned for that interview coming up because you always have to save the best for last, right? So first off, man, a huge commitment from a school that plagued Florida for over eight years until Kamari Wilson commit and signed with last year's class from IMG Academy. Four-star composite Nige Harris commits to the University of Florida, the second IMG kid to commit to the Florida Gators since Billy Napier took charge here at the University of Florida about six months ago. So he's saying six foot three, 335 pounds, already at an ideal weight to play the position. But of course, I'm sure hockey and some of the other strength and conditioning coaches will get more lean mass on that body frame once he hits the weights here at Florida. Andrew Ivins' scouting report on 24-7 reads, a big burly interior offensive line prospect whose strengths seem fit for a power-based rushing attack. Has already logged plenty of miles on the odometer, having started as a freshman at St. Lucie West Centennial before occupying the starting left guard spot at IMG Academy as both a sophomore and a junior. At his best, when he can shoot out of his stance and get into pool blocking duties, effective at hitting targets on the move, and is a rather aggressive drive blocker. So, I mean, a huge cue for Billy Napier and staff as they've, re- you know, reopened that IMG Academy pipeline. Now, I'm not going to say we're getting every kid from IMG Academy because so many schools across the nation focus on that one particular school, and it's really hard just to take over a school like that. But uh, Napier literally, you know, gets two commits from that school in less than six months, something other head coaches here at Florida struggled to do in eight years. So <laughs> Billy Napier also showed once again he can compete with the big boys, Texas A&M, Alabama, Oklahoma, Miami. And if you watch the commitment video, you'll see Nigel Harris pick up a Miami hat and his mom's wearing a Miami shirt, so you automatically think he's committing to Miami. Then he slowly puts it down and unzips his jacket and puts on a Florida hat and his mom has on a Florida shirt underneath along with his dad. So uh, pretty funny there. Uh, some of the Miami fans that were heckling us on Twitter for about a couple of weeks now, they, they've kind of went silent a little bit. So, so no empty life wallet for Harris in his future. He is now committed to the University of Florida. Once again, as I said, Billy Napier not only getting him a big boy in the trenches, but also getting another kid from IMG Academy. I also had a Georgia fan come after me on Twitter telling me that Kirby has recruited nine IMG kids since 2016, and that wasn't impressive at all. Well, Billy Napier got two IMG kids in six months of being a head coach, and if you hear what Kamari Wilson is saying on Twitter, that's not all, folks. So don't let those salty Georgia or Miami fans on social media try to rain on the parade just because the sun shined on the Gators Saturday, and they were left empty-handed with salty tears in their bags. So don't just ignore all those Georgia and Miami fans there. 
on Twitter and get a good laugh out of them. Dude, I've been laughing at them the whole time I've been on Twitter. So it's just been a fun weekend for the Florida Gator fans. But that wasn't it, folks. Just an hour later, another top 250 prospect who clocked in at a 10.800 meter dash also announced his commitment to the University of Florida just about an hour after Nigel Harris committed to the University of Florida. And that is a guy who's kin to Trent Whittemore, Creed Whittemore commits to the University of Florida. Once again, a top 250 athlete on 24-7 sports. He stands six foot, 175 pounds, right in the heart of Gainesville. And if you go to Andrew Ivins from 24-7 sports, his scouting report reads, a quarterback on Friday night lights that's oftentimes one of the best, if not the best, athlete on the field. Has spent the past two years directing a spread option attack to near perfection, having accounted for 4,000 yards of total offense and nearly 50 touchdowns. Serves up an adequate deep ball and is being recruited by at least one FBS program to take snaps at the next level, but is viewed by most as a wide receiver at the next level, given his ability to change directions and make people miss in the open field. Runs up with plenty of pace and tempo. What's outside of the pocket? More importantly, seems to always find holes, creases in the defense and can navigate his way around trouble with swift little cuts and elite start-stop burst. Now, you can view the whole scouting report there uh, 24-7, but another guy coming in here, kind of like a Kadarius Tony type athlete, played quarterback in high school, you know, but considered an athlete, wide receiver at the next level, the same kind of attributes coming in like Kadarius Tony. And if you watch his film, I mean, and I'm not just pumping sunshine and rainbows here because he committed to Florida. It's pretty amazing, man. He's pretty quick too. A 10.800 meter converts into about a 4.540. So, I mean, it's not one of those guys that's going to be a complete burner down the field, but his shiftiness and his burst is what really makes him like a, a really good athlete to be able to play uh, maybe wide receiver or play an athletic role at the next level. So really good pickup here from the University of Florida. Two guys in one day and two guys who are up and coming four stars in this class. And look, I said it last week. It's only May. Didn't I tell you guys to be patient? <laughs> in all seriousness, I, I, I kind of did my own scouting report and video on two commits last year for Florida when they committed Nick Evers and Isaiah Bond, who both started at a three-star level. But when you turn on the film, you know, I looked and I said, well, well, they're way better than three stars. And, of course, Nick Evers winds up being a top 150 prospect, goes to Oklahoma. Isaiah Bond, top 100 athlete, uh, number one athlete in the class, by the way, unfortunately went to Alabama, you know, after Dan Mullen got let go. But I honestly think those sacrifices were worth it, considering the staff that we have in place here at the University of Florida now. So just hats off to Katie, Bree, Sierra, Billy, Sale, Colbert. I, I mean, I could go down a huge list of names, but keeping these elite prospects in the state of Florida, nabbing another IMG kid. And now, looking at the rankings, Florida, they are 34th in the 24-7 sports overall rankings between transfer portal guys and high school kids, 22nd in the on-three rankings, 35th in the rivals rankings. Florida now has an average player ranking of 88.82, with just only four commits in the class. And, and, you know, you heard me say that you really want an average player ranking to be in that 9-2 range or higher when the class is complete because that's where you want to be to be able to compete with every team talent-wise in the nation. So anything equal or above is an elite class. And, and I'm not worried about average player ranking this early in the cycle. There's going to be plenty of recruiting updates to player scores and such once more camps go on through the year and once these kids finish their senior year of high school. But uh, just a really good start here for the Florida Gators. As I said, picking up the second IMG Academy kid in eight years of both being under the Billy Napier regime. You know, Kamari Wilson last class, now you got Nigel Harris in this class. And, uh, you know, also picking up a 
100-meter athlete in Creed Whittemore. Just uh, plenty of time to also improve that player ranking and, and recruiting ranking with more camps to come. And I'm sure both guys will rise in the rankings once this last season is completed. So uh, just huge hats off to, to the staff right now. And speaking of sacrifices and the new staff, I got to talk to a guy who was very impressive in high school and is primed to make explosive plays in this offense. That is a guy by the name of Dejon Reynolds. And as I said, we always save the best for last on this podcast. We will have that interview on the second part of Getting Swamped coming up. Need a sign for your company, your man cave, your live stream or podcast? Give my guy Brandon White a shout out at White & Sons Wood Carving. He has the best handcrafted signs nationally, all custom fit for your needs. With state-of-the-art paint and epoxy, you can have that glow of your sign too with some custom LEDs as a package as well. Give him a shout out on Twitter at WS Wood Carving. You can also follow him on Twitch and check out his Facebook page at White & Sons Wood Carving. Top of the line signs made from scratch. College programs must be competitive in name, image, and likeness. It impacts current athletes and affects the decisions of recruits. And Gator fans can put Florida at the forefront of NIL. The Gator Collective is leading the charge, uniting fans and student-athletes like never before. Commit for exclusive content, interactions, and events which bring you closer than ever to your favorite players. Also, by joining the Gator Collective, you're empowering these student-athletes to build relationships and develop skills that go far beyond just making money. You're providing an avenue for these Gators to excel in life. NIL will change the landscape of college sports if we can't be left behind. Gator Nation, do your part by joining the Gator Collective today at www.thegatorcollective.com. You're listening to the Getting Swamped Podcast with your host, David Soderquist. Your number one source for all things college football and Florida Gators. All right, folks, we have an up-and-coming wide receiver here and a guy that's primed to make an impact this coming season, Dejon Reynolds. Dejon, how's Ben Hill and the campus been treating you, man? Uh, you know, it's going great, you know. Uh, everybody's embracing everything, you know, taking it one step at a time, you know. It's going great, you know. Looking forward to great things. Yeah, definitely. Uh, coming here from Loganville, Georgia, that's about 30 miles or so away from here. Uh, I live in Woodstock, Georgia, so it's about 30 30- about 30 miles from where I live. Uh, they play some good football over there, though. I mean, at Grayson High School, you averaged 108.6 yards per game, caught for a career of 2,063 yards, 18 total touchdowns. Uh, most of those yards coming in your junior varsity season, 1,534 yards, 14 total touchdowns. Pretty impressive. Um, yes, sir. Take me back real quick to your high school days at Grayson. Anything stand out to you that you remember the most in your time playing football there? <laughs> well... Little well, little do a lot of people know. I only I only played well. I didn't even play. I only played. I transferred to Grayson High School my senior year, yeah. but unfortunately, before the season, I had torn my meniscus, so I didn't get to play my senior year. So, but through my freshman through my uh, junior year, I was at Central Gwinnett High School. Um, my freshman year, Jaron Williams was my quarterback. Um, so, you know, everything was going good. You know, I was getting a lot of, you know, college exposure. You know, as you mentioned, my junior year was my, my highlight year of high school. You know, I broke records and stuff like that. So, you know, I feel like it was just, you know, another stepping stone to, you know, coming to college, especially going to Florida. Now, I talked to a guy on Twitter, uh, Vantage Sports. Did you ever train with somebody from over there? Uh, no, I, I never trained with them, but I've trained um, a few kids, yes. 
Okay, so you trained a few kids over there. Awesome, man. Yeah, I talked to that guy. I don't know who runs that account, but I, I talk to him every now and then. So uh, that's pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. Yes. Um, you were offered by Georgia, LSU, Miami, FSU, Auburn, uh, just about any big-time SEC school and other schools as well. Uh, you being a Georgia boy, uh, what intrigued you the most about not staying here in state and venturing out of the state to the uh, Florida? Well, I mean, I didn't spend – well, I'm not I, – I, I only moved to Georgia when I was – about I think thirteen from like around the Chicago area. Okay. But I mean so me staying in Georgia, it just I mean I I went to high school in Georgia. So I mean me staying in Georgia, I kinda didn't really want to stay in Georgia. Yeah. Um I felt like I wanted to move, you know, out the state, you know, for like a better new experience. But Florida, you know, overall I feel like, you know, it's 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 a great academic school as well, you know, public university. So I feel like, you know, it was just a great uh, package deal all in one, especially with the athletics that they have going on too. So, well, that probably answers my next question because I was going to ask you. You know, you had Florida State, Miami, UCF, other Florida schools around them, and I was going to ask you what set those apart from all of those other Florida schools. But you kind of already answered that for me. Unless you got something else you want to elaborate on. Um, are you saying like aspects of why I chose Florida? Yeah, over those other Florida schools. Um. Well. Well, you know, COVID played a big role, probably the biggest role, you know, in, in everybody in the class of 2021 uh, recruiting class. You know, we didn't even get – well, we didn't get any of our official visits um, like that. So, you know, I feel like I was mo- most comfortable with Florida because uh, I visited there a lot of times prior to me committing, and I just haven't really been anywhere else except them. You know, I, I went to FSU once. It's crazy because I actually um, committed – uh, the day after I left FSU, I committed to Florida. So <laughs> it was kind of a, a, a coincidence. You said Florida State. No Tomahawks, man. I'm going straight to Florida. Nah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smart choice, man. Really smart choice. <laughs> yes, sir. I do ask this to every athlete I have on because, I, I mean, I like to gauge where their minds are, where, you know, where their mindsets were when this coaching switch happened. Uh, you were recruited by Dan Mullen, the last staff. Uh, immediately the last F gets let go in comes Billy Napier. Take me through maybe what went on through your head in that transition and what ultimately made you, I guess, stay here and not put your name in the portal. Cause I mean, some kids do, I mean, they, they get attached to a coach and it's understandable. They want to hop into the portal or try to go elsewhere. Uh, what made you stay here? Well, I felt like even prior to my commitment of me coming to Florida, I wasn't committing to Dan Mullen. I was really committed to the university of Florida. Okay. So I've, I feel like, you know, any coach, you know, whether, uh, you know, he got let go or, you know, he's taking a new coaching job, he's going to choose what's best for himself. So, you know, it, I since I was young, I knew college, you know, was a business and everybody's going to make decisions, business decisions. So I just felt like I took that in, you know, that was best for me, keeping my decision and not putting myself in the portal. But also I feel like last year I didn't really get to, you know, showcase my talents on the field, you know, so I feel like it wasn't really necessary for me to get in the portal uh, even or even think about getting in the portal because I ain't really did anything yet. Um, but now just as regards to Billy Napier, I feel like, um, you know, him and the whole staff were very wholesome. You know, he uh, probably doubled uh, Dan Mullen's staff. So, you know, I feel like they're a lot more caring. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, like, um, I feel like it's going to be a great journey with uh, Coach Napier. 
Yeah, speaking of Billy Napier, when he arrived at the University of Florida, he talked to, I'm sure he talked to every kid. Was there anything that he told you upon arriving in Gainesville that really just kind of sticks out to you? Well, I mean, I met him. Actually, I was in, I was in the training room getting treatment when I first met him. I first shook his hand. Okay. Um, uh, my high school coach, uh, Todd Wofford, he know he he uh he knows Billy uh Coach Napier. So, um, it was kind of like a you know uh, it was a better relationship when you know somebody that knows him. So, you know, I kind of already knew how, what kind of a person he was. You know, my high school coach was giving me really great advice. You know, what kind of person he is. So, you know, everything just went well. Yeah, uh, as a fan, too, just looking from the outside in, he does seem like a very structured, uh, very honest, uh, very, you know, very just organized person. So uh, it's good to hear from, like, certain players and a lot of the guys that I interview, kind of the same consensus across the board. So, I mean, that's really good to hear just as a as a fan, somebody like me. So um, a couple of guys, they transferred over from uh, Louisiana Lafayette, Maltrell Johnson, Cameron Waits, Osiris Torrance. Have you had a chance to maybe talk to some of those guys that came over there? <laughs> are you saying like before they came or in general? Uh, just in general, after they came over and maybe maybe had a, any kind of conversations with them about the staff or Billy Napier or anything like that. Um, not really. Uh, I mean, kind of. Not well. Not really about the staff, but um, I was questioning Montreal a lot. You know how these workouts were going to go. Uh, Osiris too. I was questioning. You know how the conditioning process was going to work. But Montreal, you know, he's the same uh, class as me, and he didn't early enroll. So, you know, I really got mo- most of my fe- – him and Cameron didn't early enroll, so I got most of my feedback from, you know, the older guys and, you know, Osiris, you know, he was just telling me, you know, um, the running and stuff we were going to be doing and just, you know, the weight change, the, the weight program changes, you know, stuff like that. Okay, so you just kind of basically asked them what was going to change. Uh, and you've obviously – you've been through all the phases, one, two, three. Uh, I think you guys are on the fourth phase right now. Um, yes, sir. What was that like? I, I always ask these to all these athletes. What was the the phases like? Was it anything something like you've never done before? Um, uh, somewhat. You know, um, I feel like yes. Well, definitely workout wise. Like you know, we we moved into more Olympic lifts. Um, yeah. instead of you know just straight bulk lifts. You know, uh, Coach Hockey and the uh, strength staff. You know, um, focuses more on speed. You know, and explosionist. Um. Um, except from uh, Coach Savage, uh, our old uh, weightlifting coach, you know he's a great guy. You know, unfortunately, yeah. he had. Um, but um, Coach Hockey, all of his um his assistants, you know, um, are like they played the sport. Like, okay, so say um I get trained by the uh, by the um like everybody has a position specific weightlifting coach, you know, that has played your sport. I mean, played your position. So you know, oh, I feel cool. like that. That really helps, you know, connect us. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we get work in before and after, you know, the, the the real workout. So, you know, it's good for everybody. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. So they have people that actually play your position telling you how to do the workouts and stuff. That's actually really cool. That's uh, yeah. that something. So you, as if you would compare to the last staff, and it's not me knocking the last staff or anything like that, compared to the last staff, would you say just overall everything is is, is better? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Definitely. Okay. Uh, have your uh, parents had a chance to meet the new staff? And uh, what are their what were their overall impressions of Billy Napier and some of the rest of the staff? Um, not uh, my uh, my mother. Not nah, she didn't get to meet the uh, the new staff yet. Okay. I mean, she could, you know, first game we play Utah, but I mean, other than that, nah, she didn't get she didn't really get to have any feedback. But nah, she tells me he seems like you know more caring person. Um, just of his interactions on Twitter. 
um, things like that. So, you know. Yeah, I, and, and we talked about the phases, one, two, and three. And obviously, three just happened. Uh, they call it the exit interviews for phase three. Uh, if you can, tell me what it was kind of like. Uh, did, they, did they just sit you down, tell you what you, you know, maybe need to work on? Or what, what was, in general, what was it like? Oh, you mean like the exit meetings? Yeah, the exit meetings, yeah. Okay, I mean, you know, they went a lot like, you know, they were just telling us uh, what we did, um, what we did, you know, how, how we went through the spring, you know what I'm saying, what we need to improve on, you know, mostly for us to, you know, transform into that, you know, uh, national championship contending team, you know, everybody, you know, everybody on our team, I feel like, you know, has come together, you know, it's more like a family, you know, we all working together to, you know, reach that one goal, but um. I feel like, yeah, I sat down with uh, Coach Napier uh, and our receiver coach, uh, Coach KC. You know, we were just breaking down film. Me and Coach KC was breaking down film, you know. Uh, he was telling me the things, you know, I, I, you know, I need to improve on and stuff like that. So, yeah. Is there anything, like, in general that he told you that maybe you just was like, man, I didn't even know that? And that that something, maybe something new that you learned, and maybe in technique that maybe he's taught you. Um. Okay, I would say route-wise, you know what I'm saying? I feel like case, uh, Coach Cole breaks down, you know, routes very uh, precisely. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, how it open to set it up at, like, at the top of the route, you know what I'm saying? Like, a dig, say, you know, we might have the um, chicken wing, you know what I'm saying, throw by, you know, it's, there's different ways, you know, to set up a, a, the same route, you know what I'm saying? Because you really can't, you know, DBs nowadays, you know, they're getting very smart, so, you know, you can't run the same route the same, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it was just things like that, little things. Yeah, I'm decent with football terminology. You just said chicken wing and it made me hungry, so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When when Billy Napier, he came here, he pushed attention to detail, discipline, leadership, being accountable. Uh, Have you noticed maybe an attitude shift uh, for the better between you and your fellow players in the locker room? Are are they more focused, confident, cohesive? Yes, definitely. Um, You know, Coach Napier, you know, he he brought the – he brought the – he kind of brought the slogan, you know, that it's a you uh we get to thing, not like a we have to. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we wake up every day six and six seven in the morning, we be tired. It's not like a dang, like we got to run today. We have to run. It's more of a we get to run. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a million kids around the country, you know, that would rather be in our shoes. You know, the uh, regards to different circumstances. So you know, we just all embrace it. What we have going on, just stay blessed. So, um, other than staying in the locker room attention to detail has become a very uh, important factor. You know, he likes to keep our locker room very clean. You know, everybody clean up after yourself. Cause you know, those um details really matter uh, to where we're trying to get to. So now does that translate to the dorm room with one of your roommates? Do they, are they still messy or do they clean up after themselves? <laughs> nah, I mean, see, well, how I live, well, my room is downstairs. Like I'm isolated the most. So I don't really know it's too much going to up upstairs but i keep what i you know i keep i'm organized i'm an organized person you know what i'm saying so. yeah. <laughs> absolutely i had to throw that one out there man um speaking yeah. of that have they announced a date that you guys will get to move into the new uh facility there um i have not heard of like a for sure date um i may be mistaken but i think uh sometime in june okay all right, yeah, so that's coming up soon. It's already May. Yeah, June, I, I heard June, too, as well, but I didn't know if they actually gave you guys a specific date or anything like that. So, uh, yeah. Yes, sir. 
Um, we just talked about leadership and, uh, you know, the locker room mentality. Can you name me like a guy or two that maybe stands out to you as like a huge locker room leader? I'm a huge locker room leader. Or are you all just uh, kind of leaders there? Yeah, I feel like, you know, everybody, you know, it might be a person, like a different person every day, you know, that might come to the corner, you know, you know, you guys, you know, you just go ahead and pick up, you know, your trash and everything like that, you know. It's never really a guy criticizing a guy to do it, you know. We're all, you know, we, we're in the locker room 75% of our day. So, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it wouldn't hurt to keep it clean. So, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, I just feel like everybody plays that, that leadership role, you know, keep trying to keep the locker room clean. Yeah, that's good to hear, man. I, I, I'm, I'm actually happy for you guys. And, you know, you got somebody in there, and I'm not saying the last staff didn't care or anything, but you got somebody in there that cares, it's honest, uh, teaches discipline, does all that. I mean, just an overall great staff and, and an overall great head coach. It's really good to hear, man. And kind of – you know, as a fan, you, you sit there, you, you kind of, you go back to last year and as a fan, you're like, man, th- this year kind of stunk, you know, but it really, yeah. you, you know, when you, when you put it together and, and you have a new head coach come in and you see that the players are taken care of as a fan, it makes you feel good for yourself as well. Yes, sir. Um, we talked about, you talked about Kerry Colbert a little bit. Um, is there anything that was different from Colbert as opposed to Gonzalez as far as, I guess, teaching methods or maybe anything part of the uh, wide receiver game there? (laughs) Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, so coach KC, um, you know, he actually played in the league. Um, you know, he played with the Panthers, you know what I'm saying? I think, I think if I'm not recall, I think he was drafted, you know, in the second round. Um, so Coach KC, from, different from Billy G, I feel like Coach KC, he's actually going to run the route for, like, he's going to run the route for us. Like, I actually seen some clips of him at USC doing, the, uh, like, putting helmet and pads on, uh, going against the DBs, like, stuff like that, you know. Coach KC, you know, just loves the game of football. You know, he's a very genuine guy. Um, I just feel like he breaks stuff down, you know, to the to the T. You know what I'm saying? You know, he wants us to be – uh, be very detailed because you know he know what it takes to uh, you know what I'm saying go to the NFL you know uh, uh, play um, in college football so you know he just knows what it takes you know I, I feel like everything he's telling me you know what I'm saying it's just it's just I have no uh, choice but to listen. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen a few videos of him uh, getting out there on the field too, so it kind of cracks me up a little bit. He's still got that spirit. You see that. You just see it in him. He 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 loves the game of football. You can you can just tell every time you see a video of him out there. I'm, I'm, obviously, you guys see more of it than we do, but you know when we view a video that maybe Florida had had filmed and, and put out there on Twitter, it's really cool to see his energy and the kind of uh, you know just energy he brings to the team. Yeah, so he think he thinks he's still young, man. I think yeah. he's still running around. All of us, you know, man, he still be reminiscing and stuff. What you can, uh, you know, strap up again, but you know, that's what you love to see out of a coach. So, <laughs> absolutely, man. And, and as far as the the communication, uh, you know, obviously last year, uh, Jay Bateman that came out on a press conference, he was talking about the penalties, and you know, Florida being 121st in penalties. Uh, how's the communication as far as like play formations getting set, lining up? Is that a lot better than what it was last year? Yeah, I feel like it's a lot better and it's a lot easier. Um, I feel like um, since we've been going through spring, you know, everybody has gotten the confidence. You know, I feel like everybody, you know, even though we're kind of young, well, I wouldn't say young, kind of, but just a little bit young. Um, I feel like you know everybody's confidence is going is going up. You know, but, but that you know takes repetition. You know, playmaking stuff like that. I just feel like you know everybody's more confident, so you know we won't have to worry about a lot of things like that. You know, just worry about playing. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. It's just awesome to, like I said, when you, as a fan, it's just awesome to see that like everything's changing. It seems like it's changing for the better. I hear nothing but great things from all the staff and from you guys. If it wouldn't for these interviews, I wouldn't get a good insight on it. Um, now, you've been to a few recruiting trips here with the last staff. Uh, you know, in comes the new staff, and I'm sure you've seen or been to some of the recruiting events that they've had at Florida. Have you noticed like a huge change in how that's been approached? Um, do you mean like recruits coming to uh, Florida? Yeah, recruits coming to Florida, or maybe how everything's decorated, or how they're greeted, all that kind of stuff. Is it is it just noticed oh, yeah. a big difference? Oh yeah, yeah, okay, definitely, definitely. You know, I feel like one recruit's coming in. You know, it doesn't matter if he's a three star to a five star or to unranked. Um, the whole the whole coaching staff coming up to him. You know, smiles on their face. You know, greeting them as well. You know, same thing they would do for somebody that's not ranked. Uh, they're doing for the same person, you know, that's a five star, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like that joy, you know, that joy that they're bringing, you know, really like excites a kid. So where he wants to come to Florida, you know, be around our environment. So I feel like that's very good. Yeah. Now, now Katie Turner, Bree Wade, and now they've added Sierra Griffin there to the, to the staff, their recruiting staff. Have you had a chance to talk to them yet in person? And if so, what are they like? I mean, we, we see videos, they <laughs> seem really funny, really silly, really energetic. What, what are they like in person? Uh, you know, they're just, you know, two or three now, uh, very, you know, wholesome, uh, uh, um, people. Um, I feel like every day we come in, you know, say, you know, we're tired six, seven in the morning. We hear Bree and Katie, you know, down the hall, it just brights up our day. You know what I'm saying? You know, they always have a smile on their face. It seems like no day they're never down really. Um, so, you know, that's just, that's just energy we've been needing at Florida, you know, two wholesome people, you know, just three wholesome people, you know, just. Uh, connecting all the way, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's just what Florida needs, you know, to bring that pro- our program to the next level. Yeah, they seem very energetic, and they cracked me up, too. I remember seeing a status about three or four weeks ago. I think it was a month ago that said uh, it was like 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, and she's like, oh, working on my second coffee. And I'm like, man, I'm fixing to go to bed. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man. Both, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. And I was just saying, you know, they both have, well, all three of them, um, have very, you know, different un- and unique personalities. You know that, you know, one person might might not be able to connect to the other one, but, you know, a different player might be able to connect to the other one. You know, I feel like I feel like they're, on diff- they're all different in, you know, their unique ways. So I feel like that's good. Yeah, that's good. Now, and, and I may be asking a very, I, I guess, obvious question, but uh, how pumped are you guys for the new facilities? <laughs> uh, definitely very pumped. Um, you know, we see, um, you know, like virtual visits, you know, of the um, of the new facilities. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody's excited uh, for the basketball courts. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, all the other things, you know, the extracurricular uh, activities, you know, in the new facilities, you know, the locker room, you know, just things like that. And, of course, it's going to be very closer, you know, to the practice field. So, you know, we won't have to take that walk, you know what I'm saying, all the way to the old locker room, to, the, to that one. So, you know, I feel like is going to be, you know, much of a time saver. So I feel like that's good. Yeah, very convenient, man. I've seen some of the virtual tours of that thing, and I was like, man, uh, now I want to attend the University of Florida. <laughs> hey, I think I got some eligibility, but let me run my six-second, 40-yard dash. <laughs> um, what's the first thing you guys are going to do? What are you going to do when it opens up? I know, I've noticed they got a studio. Like, it, it's a whole resort up on the roof. What do you, what's the first thing you're doing when it opens up? First thing I'm doing when it opens up, I'm probably, I'm probably gonna hoop. I'm a real hooper. I'm on a podcast. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I'm probably gonna hoop. You know, I'm a real hooper, so you know, 
things like that. Well, well, I'm terrible at basketball, so yeah, I probably would stay away from that if it was me. <laughs> um, have uh, you guys had a chance to physically like see it for the first time, or is it just all virtual right now? Um, nah, um, me myself, no, nah, I haven't, I haven't seen it uh, personally. You know, just all virtual. Um, I don't really want to see it until it's all the way done. So you feel what I'm saying? So things like that. Yeah, she like to be surprised. I, I don't blame you. I would, uh. I would probably steer or clear of that if I wanted to be surprised too. So, <laughs> yes, sir. All right, I'm going to end this on a couple of fun questions here. Maybe a little football related, maybe not. Um, which opposing stadium has the worst fans? I want to know. <laughs> which opposing stadium has the worst fans? I know you've only been on like one year here, but do you know which ones? Maybe have you have you been able to? Uh, I mean, I, last year, um, I kind of was a little, um, I didn't really travel a lot, um, with the team last year, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, eh, I'm guessing probably, since it's a big rivalry game, probably LSU to us, probably, I would think, um, you know, because that's a very big game, you know, I probably would think that I would probably, they would probably have the worst fans to us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll probably just make that a guess. We got to beat these guys this year, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, you know. That's right. That's right. Uh, but what's your favorite place to eat around town? Uh, favorite place to eat? Sit-down restaurant? Probably um, BJ's. Probably BJ's for sure. But, like, just if I'm going to grab something to eat. You know, we have a lot of um, – we have, like, a lot of food truck places. You know, I, I, I like that called, like, Swamp Religion. You know, it's another one called DJ Wayne here. You know, a few – um. Food truck places like that. Yeah, I, lo- I love food trucks, man. You'll find some of the best food just on a food truck and not even in a restaurant. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, what do your teammates do to make practice fun? <laughs> um, I feel like, you know, everybody just make plays. You know, I feel like make play making plays, you know, brings up the energy in practice, you know, competitiveness, you know. Everybody, um, you know, is bringing that intensity to practice. So I feel like that's what makes it, you know, the most fun. You know, that's what gets the best out of everybody. You know what I'm saying? Competing, we're already competing, get yourself, you know, the best of the best. So I feel like that's what makes practice fun the most. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, nothing like competition to make it the best, right, between your teammates. <laughs> sir, sir. What What's your favorite song to listen to prior to, I guess, going to a stadium or even just working out? What's your, like, favorite – What's your favorite ultimate song or genre of music? Uh, rap for sure. I might listen to some R and B though. Sometimes, you know, I might listen to some R and B, you know, here and there. Um, I don't really got no favorite song. I mean, I got a favorite artist. I ain't really got no favorite song, but okay. And I, I, I wanted to ask you this, but I guess maybe you haven't really. I mean, you've played appeared in one game, but uh. You know, a lot of those guys, they come out there and you got to get mentally prepared for a big game, or even if it's not a big game, just a regular game. Um, do you have any kind of mental tools that you use if you feel like under pressure or nervous before a game? Um, well, I mean, high school, I feel like was different from college. College, I feel like, you know, it's, you know, since you've been playing football, it's more, definitely more of a mental game than physical. But I feel like in college, um, especially, you know, with the fan and stuff, you can't really hear as much as like that. Um, I feel like I don't try to lock in too much. It might sound crazy, but I don't try to feel me. I don't really try to not 
do anything out the unusual. Like, you know, I still try to have fun. You know, I'm listening to music. I'm playing music in my head, but I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm upbeat. I'm not like having my head down, listening to music. You know what I'm saying? I, Cause in that point, when I feel like I'm, I'm too locked in, then I get to feel like I'm, I'm overthinking. So, you know, that's where stuff go wrong. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like, no, nah, I just need to, well, when I get ready for a game, uh, I just keep that upbeat, you know, keep my energy high and stuff like that, you know, and I feel like everything's going to go good. Yeah, your, your mind kind of has to remain like neutral plus focused because if you get out of your head too much, you're going to make a mistake. And then if you get down on yourself too much, you're definitely going to make a mistake. So you kind of got to just find an ultimate medium just to stay focused. Am I, am I not right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, last one, man. And I ask this to every athlete that I have on here. What does Dejon Reynolds do in his off time? Oh, <laughs> uh, what I do in my off time? I mean, other than, you know, the regular, you know, athlete, you know, working out and training. Um, I like to travel. Um, I like to travel a lot. Uh, you know, things like that. Um, I like to jump rope a lot. Um, I mean, that probably goes in with working out. Yeah. But I mean. <laughs> Yeah, but still, it's fun. Yeah, I, I like to jump rope a lot. Um, other than that, now nah, I probably just you know I might watch a movie or two. You know, I love movies. Um, other than that, you know, that's really it. And eating, of course, you know. <laughs> you don't you don't do any fishing, man. Nah, I don't really fish. I don't really fish like that. Nah, I don't yeah. really fish. Yeah, the, like uh, back up north, I kind of hunted a little bit, but not really down south. Like when I came down here, nah, not really. Yeah, it seems like a lot of the players I interview, they a lot of those are like fishing. They love fishing. I didn't realize how many athletes that I've interviewed that love to fish. It's crazy. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's hey, we have a lot of uh, players on our team that love to fish. Um, some of them love to golf. Um, some of them love to, you know, do stuff like that, you know. Yeah, it's good to get a, you know, general consensus of what an athlete does in their off time because, I mean, they're constantly studying football practice. I mean, it seems like they don't get time to do much, but, I mean, I, I – just from a fan standpoint, but it's it's pretty awesome to see that you guys kind of get some leisure time too to kind of do some things for yourself. Yes, sir. And of course, you know I play Madden. Of course, you know <laughs> you, you you kick everybody's butt in Madden. Uh, now I ain't gonna say everybody. There's some people on our team that's very, that's real good. I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Who who's the best? Who's the best? I kind of I might want to hop on the 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 PlayStation and uh, play. I ain't gonna lie. Um. Probably the best player, probably Zipper Keon. He, oh, I ain't gonna lie, he he real good. It seemed like everybody that he played, everybody that he played, it just came back mad. Like they <laughs> they want to play again automatically because every time he plays, he beats them. Like I feel like he, but he he's like a cheese player. He runs the same defense and the same offense, but it's just nobody can stop it. Like I don't know, I don't be knowing. That's crazy. Maybe I don't need to play it, man. I'm I'm 38. I'll I'll get stressed out too much. I'm I'm too old to be stressed yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Nice having you on Getting Swamp Podcast. Dejon Reynolds, up and coming wide receiver here for the University of Florida. Fantastic interview here. Um, leave us with something, man. I know, uh, you know, I always ask the every athlete that I have on there, you don't have to leave us with anything. You can just give us a go Gators. But if you want to leave us with anything final, you can have the floor right here and say whatever you need to say. Um, I feel like, um, well, this is just to the fans. Um, I feel like, you know, with Coach Napier coming in, I feel like everybody needs to focus on, like, not the national championship. You know what I'm saying? We need to focus on the small things. You know, I feel like last year, you know, it was, we were very – we were kind of hyped up. You know what I'm saying? We were playing Bama. 
You know, I, more matter of fact, after we played Bama, you know, we kind of played them because we lost to them by two points. But after that, it was like we were going to see them in the SEC championship. You know, we were kind of leaving out that big gap of, you know, SEC team that we still had to play to make it to that point. You know, I feel like so. I feel like this year, you know, everybody needs to, you know, take one step at a time. You know what I'm saying? We're about to enter our, I think, our fifth stage. So, you know what I'm saying? You know, we're, we're all just focusing on, you know, practicing and stuff like that, getting better day by day, you know, better in our craft. But the ultimate goal is to, you know, come in game one, you know, and beat Utah. So, I feel like, you know, that's our main focus right now. So That's right. You beat them Utes to death for me, man. I'll be down there watching you guys. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, Dazon. Thank you for joining me on Getting Swap, man. No problem. Thank you. All right. That was Dejon Reynolds. He mentioned a lot here that I noticed. First off, he talked about being injured his senior year, so he never really got to play the last year of high school football. You know, breaking records there at Central Gwinnett High School. I mean, that, that's one part I want to talk about here first. I mean, this guy was ranked 289th in the class as a four-star. It never even really got to play his senior year. Torres meniscus, as he said. Could you imagine where he'd be ranked right now if he did play his senior year, possibly a top 150 prospect or better. I mean, his junior varsity year, he caught for 1,534 yards, averaged 17.4 yards per reception. So just another guy, you know, when given the chance, could come out to be an elite wide receiver for this team. I mean, just a lot of mystery there for Dejon Reynolds. But, I mean, obviously you look at his high school stats and you're like, wow, that's that's pretty impressive. So, uh, you know, it also cracked me up that when he visited Florida State for the first time, he, right after he had left, he committed to Florida. I mean, that's it's kind of funny as a fan, you know. It just Florida State's just a mess there. But, uh, you know, he also says he was committed to the school, not the coach. Talks about the staff being more wholesome, caring. Also saying that there's, you know, double more of the staff than there was with the last staff. Also goes on to say they work out and train with guys that played at their position, specific weightlifting coaches. Talks about the team cohesion. Being more confident. Also saying he plays, you know, the plays are easier to get down. Talks about how Colbert breaks down the routes compared to the last half. You know, says it's different from what Gonzalez teached. Uh, says Colbert actually runs the routes for them as a visual learning tool. Uh, you know, just a lot of things here that you learn from Dejan Reynolds. You know, says the recruiting visits have been definitely, you know, approached differently. Not treating them by their recruiting ranking. Treating all recruits the same. Talks about the team focusing on the small things. Taking one thing at a time. Not looking ahead. You know, like last year as he talked about Alabama and wanting to play again in the SEC championship. But they also got other opponents in front of them. So really, you know, just some fantastic things we got to learn just about the new staff, but things we may not have even known about Dejon Reynolds himself. You know, he talks about growing up in the Chicago area, moving to Georgia when he was 13, coming to Florida and it being a fantastic academic school, being a great package deal for him, just a fantastic overall outlook on his life before college. It even taught me some things I didn't even know about him in general. And, and the more and more I get to know about each individual player, the more I'm just so pumped to see them on the field be successful in their careers as a football player and college student. So just, you know, some really good insight here on Dejon Reynolds himself and some of the new culture that the staff is bringing here to the University of Florida. Just really eye-opening and fantastic interview here. So folks, that will wrap it up for this episode of Getting Swamped, an overall fantastic podcast, overall fantastic weekend for the Florida Gators, for all you folks out there who have mothers out there who support the orange and blue, or even if they don't watch football, make sure you make them feel extra important today on Mother's Day. I know I wouldn't be here without the guidance and love of my mother, so just make sure that you take some extra time out of the day to spoil your mother on Mother's Day. And if she's a fan of the podcast or the Florida Gators, tell her to take a listen to the Getting Swamp podcast, which you can find on all podcast platforms 
and on at Swamp Podcast on Twitter and the website www.gettingswamp.com. But folks, that'll do it for this episode of Getting Swamped. Happy Mother's Day, and make sure you listen in next week for your latest in football statistics, special guest, and social media. Thank you for listening to Getting Swamped.